is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 467, recorded on Tuesday, the 10th of December, 2019. Tense already, eh? Yeah, the month is flying by, just flying by. It's going to be Christmas before we know it, and everyone's going to get some time off, or at least you and I are going to get some time off. I shouldn't speak for everyone. No, not everyone. Not everyone wants time off. No, I guess that's true. Uh, But yeah, it's the 10th of December. The month is flying by. We haven't recorded in almost two weeks since the uh, mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, and that was back in November. Here yeah. we are, already a third of the way through December. So I got to tell you, it it, uh, it feels a little weird. I feel I feel like something's left undone. Do you? Like, yeah, I just uh, last week it was just it felt a little odd. Like we've been going on a two episode a week pace since the show came on in uh, October, right? So it's been well, we skipped one there because then things have been moved around because we've been you know traveling and such. But anyway, been at a, at a very hectic pace for the podcast and then all of a sudden there's nothing for like over a week. I feel kind of weird. I feel like I I forgot to do my taxes or <laughs> I left something in the car or right. something. I just it just it felt like I was uh not doing so, or that I didn't do my timesheets. You know that feeling? Oh yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling <laughs> very well. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's like okay, there's this thing hanging over me. It's like I forgot to do something. I feel like I need to do something. So I've been unsettled. So this I can take a deep breath and relax because I'm doing it now. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The fir- the week after we ramp it down again a little bit because the show goes off the air, um, on one hand, it's like, hey, we're not doing that thing this week. What's going on? But I must admit, on the other hand, it's like, oh, a week off where I have a couple of free nights now and I can catch yeah. up on a show or just sit around and not do anything. Sometimes I don't mind that. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No, there was definitely a, a couple of moments of, geez, I got nothing to do tonight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we definitely have something to do tonight. So here cool. we are. Here we are doing it. Uh, what we're going to do on the podcast today is a really little bit of extra listener feedback. I got a couple of emails and a call to get through. Cool. cool. And then the Walking Dead news. Um, not a ton of it, but just enough to get caught up and talk about some things going on in the Walking Dead universe and stuff like that. And uh, some of it's a little bit, you know, potentially spoilery, but we'll get to that and I'll make sure I include a another warning before I ruin anything for anybody. Right. And The Walking Dead, that's that show about the zombies, right? Yeah, I think it's the one about the zombies. Um, yeah. there's It's a, been a while, so, you know, I, I'm trying to get back up to speed. It, it's not the one where... All the women wear red cloaks, right? That's a different show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 not the one where they're in some kind of old west simulation. That's something else, right? Oh, I gotta get caught up on that too. Yeah, that's I'm right. Like, uh, I'm like halfway through season two, so I gotta finish that. I thought you finished season two of Westworld. No, I started it twice. Oh, well, <laughs> I hated season two of Westworld, but and I I vowed after it to not watch season three, uh, but then I watched the trailer for season three. I'm like, huh. I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife's been getting caught up on Handmaid's Tale and she's also trying to get me to read the, uh, Margaret Atwood sequel to Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Uh, she said, uh, that's worth a read. Yeah. I've heard that so. too. I'd like to read that as well. Um, because 
damn, I love Handmaid's Tale. As really? I didn't I haven't read it since high school and I have almost no memory of it whatsoever. Well, I was talking about the TV show, but Oh, right, okay. But if you're going to reread The Handmaid's Tale, listen to the audiobook narrated by Claire Danes. It's great. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's good. Yeah, that's my recommendation for the week, The Handmaid's Tale audiobook uh narrated by Claire Danes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all caught up on uh, Homeland. Oh. Like geez. I'm all the way caught up. I know exactly what's going on. Okay. Well, I have not watched that in a couple seasons and I'm not sure I'm going to go back to it. No, you should because it's one of those rare shows that this this podcast is about the the, the Walking Dead, right? Well, I'm not so sure anymore, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, Homeland, it's one of those rare shows that actually jumped the shark shark and then recovered. Ooh, that doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. So that's why you should give it another chance. The, uh, you know, season three, four kind of uh, floundered a little bit, but uh, they found their footing again and it's good. Interesting. Okay, well, I'll, I'll add it to the list, but that list is growing and long, all the, or growing all the time and already very long. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, Jason, let's get back to the topic at hand here and do our listener feedback for The Walking Dead. Listener feedback. This first one is an email, comes from Gail, who's on the internet, and Gail writes, Regarding the scene in the cell where Father Gabe kills Dante, you recall the scene, Jason? Uh, yes. All right. I wasn't sure at the time, but I am now. Okay, good. Uh, the speech he gives just before he stabs Dante, he's talking about his own second chance. Father Gabe had mentioned that I, I wasn't always brave, then says something about getting a second chance and says, even though we may not deserve one, sometimes we get one. He always felt guilty about letting his parishioners down and letting them all die while he locked himself in the church. Over the years, Rick and the gang gave him a second chance, several second chances actually, and now he's a major leader in the community. This was his second chance to protect them by killing Dante before he was able to do more harm to Alexandria. Uh. So, I mean, I think that's a pretty spot on interpretation of the scene. You know, he's more talking about himself, Father Gabe is, and what he's been through all these years. I mean, it has been years, of course, and... Um, he was given a second chance after doing some pretty evil things by locking his congregation out of the church and letting them all be eaten by zombies. Uh, yeah, I guess that can be pretty, uh, that's pretty bad. It, it, that, that, that's it, not it's great. pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, the, well, that's the thing about, uh, you know, he was, he's a preacher and what happens, you know, pe preachers are people too, right? And priests and you know, they have the same fears and doubts and, uh, you know, quirks that the, the rest of us have. So when faced with mortal danger, uh, you never really know what's, what you're capable of or what you're going to do until you're in that situation. And, uh, when put under extreme pressure, uh, some people focus and some people crack. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, at that time he cracked. Right. And so, although he doesn't or didn't feel he deserved a second chance. He got one. Um, and he, you know, he got one there after committing those heinous acts. And then now, you know, this is, as, as Gail says, him murdering Dante is his way of ensuring that Dante can't harm anybody else, basically. Right. He's, he's kind of in a similar situation where he has an opportunity to help his community. And he feels that, Ironically, this way, by killing this guy, is the best thing he can do to help the community, I think. Yeah. 
I, I don't disagree. <laughs> well, Dante turned out to be a pretty bad guy, or at least have pretty bad intentions for, you know, our group of heroes here. Yep. All right, next up is a call from Karen. Hi, uh, this is Karen. I am leaving you this voicemail, I guess, from L.A. And I know I'm a little late, but I just had some uh, kind of... I caught up a little bit later, so here was some of the feedback I had about Dante after his whole kind of crazy revelation. And I think, like, in a way, just what might kind of make sense to his character is that kind of all of his background, like his stuff in the war and how he lost all of his men in battle, and that was really traumatic uh, for him, and also how he had a son that he lost. I actually think I'm going to choose to believe that those are true, because I think in the limited knowledge we have about him and all we're going to get about him, um, he, he had to be, like, people that go with Alpha have to be going for some kind of, like, psychological reason, some kind of either crazy perception or crazy traumatic experience they've had that's basically making them think, like, this is a good idea. And he's clearly a firm believer in the philosophy. So I think he, it would make sense that if those experiences are true, he's trying to disassociate from that as hard as possible and also just, you know, kind of in those moments of like even being in a society that he hates, kind of have those moments of realness. Um, and I think also, you know, he said he liked Sadiq. They, I think in that moment when he comforted him for the PTSD, I don't think he was faking that. I don't really know if you can fake a conversation about, of that nature, but I guess he was a sociopath. Um and yeah, I don't know. I just think that kind of like to make it more interesting and character development and everything, I think I'm going to choose to believe those little instances are true. Oh, also because when Father Gabe asked about his son, he the words he said were, does it matter? Which I think are also just kind of telling because, you know, if he was completely bullshit, he's been basically pretty honest about everything at this point. So why wouldn't he just give him a straight answer of like, no, I didn't have a kid. And any mention of, like, Sadiq and his child, also by Gabe, seemed to get an emotional response out of him. Um, so, yeah, anyway, those are my thoughts. And I love the podcast so much. Awesome. Thank you, Karin. And sorry for mispronouncing your name off the top there. <laughs> That's okay. It's probably spelled the same. It, no, it's different. It's a different spelling, and it's a spelling oh. I'm unfamiliar with. So uh, I, you know, totally messed it up. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but... Karen's points of choosing to believe Dante's story about having a son and his past and stuff like that, uh, I think so too. I would agree with the fact that those are probably true things that happened to him because there's been lots of time in the zombie apocalypse leading up to where we are now, right? So he could have had millions, plenty of experiences before this point that we're at. What I do think is interesting though is on one hand, you know, Karen suggests that Dante is trying to remove himself or disassociate himself from his past, his happy, you know, family life past, I would have to say, by joining the Whisperers and joining this totally bizarro sort of cult-like community. But on the other hand, uh, Dante also uses that history, which seems, you know, family-oriented and stuff like that, to try to appeal to the Alexandrians to win them over and let him into the community. Right. So either he's completely insane and uh, can just turn these sort of emotions on and off at will, 
or he's an evil genius and he can turn these emotions on and off at will <laughs> to do his bidding, basically. <laughs> well, you got to, you know, in order to do something like this, you have to be able to compartmentalize your emotions in, at some level. Yeah. Right. So some people are really good at that. Some people are not. I tend to be fairly okay at it. Right. But uh, I don't really compartmentalize more than, you know, push down the emotions into the, the pit of my stomach and leave them there until they fester into a, a molten ball. Uh, and then, and then I puke it up sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, uh, you have to be able to have that capacity in order to get, get shit done. Some, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more inclined to think he, he's more in the line, along the lines of a, a sociopath. Well, I, I think so too. Psychopath. Sure. But, but at the very least, the more I talk about and the more I think about Dante, the more interesting I find that character. And it sort of bums me out that he's dead already, to be honest with you. I think there could have been all kinds of interesting stuff to do with Dante. Um, you know, maybe not so much after it was revealed who he really was and what his plans and intentions were, but if they had somehow dragged that out longer or I don't know, just the story was a little bit different and he, we were able to learn more about him, whether it was true or not, uh, and, and sort of extend it a little bit. I think that would have been really, really interesting. So it's kind of a bummer for me that he's, he's gone already, but at the same time, I think it was shocking, exciting, pretty amazing and overall really well handled at the end of the day. So I'm not too disappointed. Yeah. yeah. We could have gotten, we could have gone full threes company for at least another four episodes. I think. <laughs> right. Where the audience knows things, but the characters are having a misunderstanding and. Uh, well, yeah. So the audience knows everything, but the characters don't. Yeah. Right. So, right. uh, yeah, I think we could have, we could have done that for at least a few episodes. What, uh, oh man, what was the name of the womanizing neighbor on the show? Larry. Larry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were all bad people. Oh, sure. In general. Sure. For, in some ways or other, but Larry was, uh, uh, was, I think it was Larry, or it might have been Gary. No, I think, I think Larry, you're, I, that Is sounds right to me. Yeah. It was like a, yeah. Someone will, uh, someone will point it out if it's incorrect, but I, I mean, I remember. I haven't thought of him in years. Like, no. I know Jack and Chrissy and Janet and Mr. Roper and Mr. Furley and, all, you know, the whole, the main cast, but I haven't thought of that character in a long time. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I used to, I mean, I watched that show a fair bit, I guess in the eighties, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably pretty too, or, uh, probably too young really to be watching it when I was eight, nine years old. Um, but I remember, I remember Larry. Yeah. Larry Dallas. That's it. There it is. <laughs> I remember Larry as being one of the funniest parts of the show, which right now strikes me as odd being comic relief on a show that was basically nothing but comedy. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. but then again, Mr. Furley, Mr. Roper, they were comic relief too. I, I mean, I guess the whole thing was comic relief. It was just a funny ass show. Uh, it was, I mean, I don't think I would go back and watch it again. I think it's one of those episodes, one of those shows where it's left, if left firmly in the realm of nostalgia, mm -hmm. that would be fine. Yeah. It might not be the same going back and watching it these days. Can you imagine watching it uh, with today's morals and society and then going back and watching 
them do that shit on screen, it would be so cringeworthy. It would just be like, oh my God, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they did that. That's so wrong. I mean, but uh, in the name I, of nostalgia, you, I could maybe appreciate well, some even, stuff. Some even of at the time, it was still skirting the edge of propriety, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. You're probably right. Like, uh, I remember I knew kids. At the time that show was airing, I knew kids whose parents wouldn't let them watch it. Oh, wow. Because it was complete garbage. And they were all sexist and uh, homophobic. And it was just, it was bad. It was bad television, but... Uh, good television all at the same time. Yeah, somehow, yet really funny. All right. Uh, well, I guess our final advice is don't go back and watch Three's Company. Yeah, there's shows you should go back and watch and rewatch. Uh, but, you know, Knight Rider, for example, mm-hmm. you don't have at it. Go back and rewatch it. Be- I, it's funny. Like, it's hilarious. And just the hair alone is worth the rewatch ability. <laughs> it's just, just it. But, uh, you know, there's some things that are just left, better left alone. Better left alone. Yeah. A show I would like to rewatch is, um, Family Ties. I was addicted to Family Ties for years when it was on the air. So was my whole family and practically everybody I knew. And I remember, uh, sorry, you're going to tell a story. I I just quickly, um, it's not really easily available these days. It does not appear to be on any streaming service. It's, it, I think it was released on DVD, but those are almost impossible to come by now. So whoever out there owns the rights to family ties, people get it up on Netflix or something. So, so I can check it out. I want to watch family ties. Damn it. There's a lot of streaming services. You think that they would, they would license family ties to, to one of them. You, you would think, I mean, I guess there's Hulu, for example, in this, in the U S it's not available to us up here. I don't know if it's on Hulu, but between the four streaming services I pay for right now, I do not believe family ties is on any of them. So huh. somebody fix that for me. I remember when, uh, Christina Applegate was on that show. She was on for one episode, uh, and not even really a speaking part. She was part of a, uh, um, a singing group. Oh. That was on, on the show and they came on and they were just doing, I don't even know exactly why I knew that, but I'm, I remember seeing her and seeing that group of, uh, four, four women doing the, uh, the singing stuff. And then later when Married with Children came on, I'm like, Hey, that's that girl that was on Family Ties. Right. Yeah. I just, of course, remember her from Married with Children, uh, another show that probably should not be revisited. Uh, I didn't like that show even when it was on the air. There so, you go. uh, I don't think I'd go back if, it, even if it was available somewhere. Right. But I do respect the actors more now than I did then. All of like them, actually. The, the amount of talent that came out of that show, that was in that show, the Bundys, uh-huh. specifically. The other people, maybe not so much, but the Bundys, the amount of talent that was present on that stage, that soundstage, is is actually quite phenomenal. Well, and let's be honest, three out of the four Bundys, the sun. Well, he, he did some rapping. He had a bit of a rapping career, rapper career okay. for a little while. But I, yeah, the three out of the four, absolutely. I'm unfamiliar with his music career, so maybe it's great. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Uh, all right. One final email here from Corey in Oregon. Corey says, why wouldn't Dante just let Cheryl turn into a walker and wreak havoc upon the community? He's a whisperer. So I'm curious why he would even care since he knew his cover would be blown soon regardless. Character development. We had to know just how much of a bastard this guy was, that he would smother to death a helpless person who was sick. But then stab her in the head and take her outside and bury her. Uh, yeah. Right? So, so how does that factor into it? Why not just smother her? He still her? killed her. 
yeah, I know he, but why not smother her, uh, let her, and then walk away, let her get up and, and start eating people. Well, he didn't want to destroy the community. He just wanted to put in unrest and doubt, right? Ha, Maybe yeah. it was too much of a, uh, an actual threat. You wanted to be more subtle than that. Okay. Yeah, that could be it. Um, but one zombie isn't really much of a threat to these people. It anymore. is if it's in the middle of their, uh, like it's already past their defenses right. and there's kids running around. And un, un, it's unexpected too, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting question. I mean, he smothered her and, and then took her outside. I think maybe, you know, if you look at it another way, it's it's one of those things that he's doing as his job in the community. So, you know, he he's could be perceived as being helpful by, you know, dealing with their dead. And I don't mean they're walking dead, they're actual dead. And right. going through the procedures of preparing people, preparing corpses and burying them and stuff like that and, you know, whatever else you need to do. So even though he killed her, maybe Dante saw it as an opportunity to actually seem like he was under, you know, going about his day and going about his job and maybe flying under the radar still. Right. So it was, uh, not only character development for us to understand who he was, but it was also part of his, uh, cover. Part of his act, his cover. That's right. right. Yeah. I like it. All right. Thank you, you guys for writing and calling in. Let's get into the Walking Dead news. The Walking Dead news. Alrighty, item number one here, Jason. Wait, 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 before we get into this, just the, the Walking Dead news, when we do something like this, right, uh, it always makes me a little bit nervous, because I, I don't know what the news is. I have no idea what the news is. Yeah. Right? It could be anything. It could be the show's canceled. It could be that Chevy Chase is joining the cast. I have no idea. Equally uh, terrible. What, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be, you know, it could, there's ups and downs, so I, uh, uh, I gotta say, I'm a little, uh, it's you know, butterflies in my stomach, oh. not that molten ball of, uh, emotions, but more of a fluttery kind of thing, because I have no idea, uh, what's happening. Okay. Well, what you're going to say. In a way that's sort of exciting, I imagine too. Yeah. You know, the butterflies, it's both bad and good all rolled into one, you know, lovely little fluttery package. And, and maybe I should clarify that, uh, you know, Chevy Chase joining the cast would not necessarily be the most terrible thing in the world. I love. It's probably not, it's probably not a great idea. And it's probably not a great idea, but there are many Chevy Chase movies that I hold very dear to my heart, like Christmas Vacation. And in fact, all the vacations. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and Fletch. I enjoyed Fletch a lot. Oh, I don't even sure I've seen Fletch all the way through. Oh, you should watch Fletch. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm not sure he's right for The Walking Dead. Well, maybe we should do a, a, a Chevy Chase uh, uh, actor spotlight. What I Just heard, in case what he I joins heard, the cast. Just in case. What I heard about Chevy Chase is he was a total a-hole on Community. Yeah. Uh, I heard he was a bit of an a-hole, like, you know, across the board. Oh, okay. And maybe it sort of came out uh, after Community. I don't know, but... Anyways. A bit um, of a diva, right? Could be, could be, yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, it's not unfounded, but, uh, you know, you don't have to be such a dick about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Item number one in the news here, Jason, and I don't think this is going to shock you too much, but uh, it okay. is that The Walking Dead returns in February. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. The show is not canceled. It's uh, exciting. Yes. According to the internet, including IMDb, Episode 9 will be released on Sunday, February the 23rd, 2020. It's 
So close to the end of the month. So we got some time to go before Walking Dead comes back. Right in the middle of the birthdays. Uh, got Jenny's birthday, right. my mom's birthday, your wife's birthday, my birthday. Uh, it's after your birthday, but, uh, that, that 20th Feb- February area is right in amongst all our birthdays. That's right. I'm at the end of January and then the rest of you guys are at the end of February. So big, uh, weekend. That is the day before my wife's birthday. Yep. <laughs> Lucky Good times. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if last year it premiered on her birthday. I'd probably remember that anyways. Uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't sure about this, at this actual date though at first, but it appears to be. 100% official at this point. So uh, February 23rd, 2020 is when Walking Dead will return for the back half of this season. Uh, and, you know, there were also rumors, Jason, speaking of the end of the show, uh-huh. that AMC and everybody involved was deciding to end the show after season 12. So we'd get through the rest of season 10, go for 11 next year, and then go for 12 after that, and that would be the last season. Now, there's been no official announcement about that, but, you know, insiders said that sort of AMC wanted to wrap it up after 12 years and focus more on the spinoffs and kind of the expanded Walking Dead TV universe. That's not terrible. Yeah, so you think that might be an okay idea? I think that'd be fine. I, I mean, it gives us a couple of years to to really wrap things up. I, mm-hmm. I think that some of uh, the best shows in history, uh, you know, got a deadline to wrap things up, and that's not a bad thing. No, I would agree with you. I mean, not many go 12 years before well, 12 they... fucking years is a long time <laughs> for a show to be on the air. Yeah, it, I mean, it is good a really Lord. long time. I think The Walking Dead is somewhat unique that, for the most part, it's been able to sustain itself that long obviously there's been ups and downs and so on uh but it's it's easy to say that now that we are you know 10 years in if you'd told me after season four they were going to go to six i would have been like great you know that's right this is perfect here we are at 10 and maybe we're only going to 12 and i say great this is perfect so (laughs) maybe in 10 years we'll be going well they're going to wrap it up after 22 years that's Mm -hmm. fine you know i think maybe uh that you know it could work Right. You never know. We don't have any of the original cast anymore. And, uh, the show takes place in Alaska. Right. Josh McDermott is now president of the United States. I mean, so much changes in 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, ever since they added Chevy Chase to the cast, the show's been stellar. It's been amazing. I mean, he's a bit of a dick, but he's doing great work. He's always been a bit of a dick. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's fine. I would love for them to put an end date on it. I'll be honest with you. It also, you know, now that the comic has ended and knowing more or less where we are kind of in the comic storyline with the TV show, it doesn't seem all that crazy or far-fetched to say, we're going to do two more seasons after this one and then wrap it up. And then this show will never really extend beyond the source material, uh, which is maybe a good thing. I don't know. Or, or maybe it's a bad thing. Like, it's really hard to say because if the source material is suddenly gone and they're free to do whatever they want, which you could argue they already are in a way, but you never know. Maybe that would be t- something totally different too. But again, that's, that could be the thinking behind focusing on the spinoffs, right? Right. Walking Dead universe, but not tied directly to a comic storyline. So, right. 
there you go. We'll have to wait and see. And maybe AMC will actually make an announcement or someday it'll just be like, well, guys, that was it. Just like Robert Kirkman did. Well, I hope as long as they have a plan, they don't have to tell us about the plan. Right. I'm not, right. I, that's secondary. But if they have a plan and they know when the end date is and they can work towards it, that is okay. Telling us about it would be okay, but they don't have to. It's just, it's, if they better not end this thing like Gilligan's Island, where the cast all goes away for the summer uh, to take a bit of vacation. And then when it comes back, time to come back to the lot to, uh, to start their next season, uh, that morning they all get a phone call saying, don't bother coming in. Your show's been canceled. And that's the end of it. Well, that's a bummer. It's a super big bummer. Yeah. Right. For no, for no good reason other than the, uh, the head of NBC's wife uh, liked gun smoke better. So they <laughs> shit canned Gilligan's Island. Oh my God. Terrible they never get decision. off the island. Nothing happens. Everybody's like, wow, what the fuck is Bob Denver going to do now? <laughs> Birthday parties? <laughs> Can't do anything else. I bet he probably <laughs> did. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've complained in the past about AMC telling us too much. So you're right. They don't need to tell us the plan, but please, you guys have a plan. As Jason yeah, said. Ha- have a plan. Get, get, get it together and you know, hmm. get, get in the, get in the group, get all the, uh, stakeholders together, you know, the show leadership, get them all in a room and, you know, hash out a plan, sure. put it on the whiteboard, take a picture of it and then save that picture someplace safe so that us assholes don't get a hold of it on the internet. You're right. Uh, and, and I, I must admit, I do feel like you know, overall, there's more of a plan these days because they have three shows, you know, well, two and another one starting. And, yeah. um, I feel like you can't do that without a greater plan. So it's, uh, not, uh, hard to believe that, you know, Walking Dead proper may only go a couple more years and, and that's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next item here. Do you remember, Jason, two or so years ago, there was an accident on set where a stuntman fell off a balcony and sadly uh, was killed? I do. Well, his name was John Berniker, and there is a civil trial that is, uh, or a civil suit that is actually going to trial now over his death. Um, If you recall, he he fell about 20 feet from the balcony he sustained bad head injuries because he missed the um the safety stuff or the balloon thing that he was supposed to land on which of course would break his fall he was performing that stunt with austin emilio who was up on the balcony with him he of course plays dwight and so john's family is suing amc alleging among other things uh but all of the following that he was pushed by austin emilio what? So I, I, I can't really speak with any authority on this, but I don't know if that means that Austin Emilio is involved in this lawsuit in any way other than being a witness to the accident. Uh, but it sounds like maybe he is part of who John's family is suing, not only AMC, but also Austin Emilio. So I, I don't know that for sure. And I wouldn't want to speculate on it too much, but there, you know, the article I read about this did indicate that there, they believe there was a push involved. Um, not a malicious one, but you know, a part of the scene type push where, when he was instructed not to touch the stunt man. So that <sighs> you is. You think that part of the scene was like the, the characters were to be involved in a push. Like uh, Dwight was supposed to push that guy off the balcony. And so Austin Emilio was 
overacting and went a little bit too far? Well, I, I don't pretended know. Pretended to push, maybe? I don't and know. It, and that's what I don't really want to speculate on, because we have no idea what was going on. The scene never made it into the final episode. No, it wouldn't. So, of course. So we've we've never even seen the, you know, the lead up to it or whatever. Um, but... Yeah, it's it could have been acting that went wrong, or I mean that's the only thing I can really think. I can't I can't believe that there'd be any other reason uh, for Emilio to to do anything like that. But it's it is what it is, and uh, I I don't know. I'm not sure. But there's you know there's other uh, points in this lawsuit that they are are um, bringing up, and that is that apparently there was no ambulance or medic on site. Uh, which of course is a they're suggesting is a failure on the production's um, uh, side. There, apparently, insufficient padding or spotters on the ground. Uh, they are claiming there was the absence of personal protective equipment for Berniker for John Berniker, and the absence of a restraint or deceleration system. So you know, like cables or something that would prevent him from actually hitting the ground if he fell off. Right, and then finally, and Potentially most damning, I would think, is that their suit alleges that AMC or the company used an, quote, unreasonably low budget for stunt performances because of their desire to prioritize profit over safety, end quote. <laughs> well, I think this kind of thing is they're, they're going with a shotgun approach, right? They're just kind of, it feels to me like they're alleging everything they possibly can under the sun. Right, and that right. may be he just... He was pushed, he didn't have the proper equipment, they didn't have any budget, they were being assholes, they wanted to make more money so they wouldn't give uh, any money to add more boxers around the uh, uh, around the, the inflatable thing. Uh, you know, the ground was too hard, uh, the air wasn't soft enough for him to fall through, uh, he didn't have a flotation device. Uh, right. You know, just, just, they're throwing everything they possibly can at the suit uh, just to try and amp things up. Sure. And I don't want to make light of it in any way, right? By, by well, joking no, about it. If there it. was a failure on the part of the production, they absolutely should pay. They've, but... they've been fined already, actually. And now it was a minimal fine. Uh, I don't have the number written down in front of me, but they were fined for something. Um, but you're right. It, it does seem like maybe they are including everything they can in the lawsuit, which may be a common tactic, right? In this sort of scenario yeah. where you, 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 you sue for everything, knowing that there's it will likely get um, adjusted or reduced to um, a more, I don't want to use the word reasonable, but a different amount, sort of a lower amount, right? I, yeah. I think this is actually something that movies or filmmakers sometimes do when getting their films rated by the MPAA. They'll include stuff in a cut for the MPAA just for it to get um, removed so right. that they can include other stuff that they want in the movie um, and that, that'll get overlooked because of the really extreme stuff, right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so if we, you know, if we slap you in the face and kick you in the balls, you might not notice that we slapped you in the face. Exactly. And that'll go unnoticed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, uh, get into too much inside baseball here, but there's this thing that, you know, I have not never done myself, but I've heard about in 
um, the kind of work I do, which is sort of marketing software development, right? If you have to demo something for a client, uh, you can maybe leave something in that you know they're going to want to talk about and or take out. Therefore, they'll focus on that and not worry about maybe some of the other stuff that, A, maybe doesn't work quite right or um, oh, yeah. is a feature that, you know, you need there for some reason, but they might not want. But if you give them something else to focus on, they'll focus on that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever put in a, a red herring uh, in a demo, but I have uh, successfully given demos where when it was all done, if someone had asked me how it went, I could I could say with all honesty and a straight face, I avoided all the known issues. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I have, you know, cause if I'm structuring the demo, I can, and I know what the issues are, I can structure the demo to skirt around them. Right. Well, I already entered the data for this particular thing just to move things along when in fact entering the data was a colossal pain in the ass and would have caused a whole bunch of errors to show up on the screen. So <laughs> I just, you know, put the data in there anyway. Right. So, uh, back to the, back to the lawsuit, uh, you know, some things are contradictory, like the deceleration system, uh, failure to have a deceleration system and failure to have proper padding or an area where, um, uh, to have a landing place for him. Those are kind of sort of contradictory, right? Like in some cases you do need a de deceleration system, but not in all cases. Depends on the stunt, depends on the scene. Uh, you know, there's supposed to be people there to assess the safety of uh, what the stunt is supposed to be. And sometimes you need a deceleration system and a harness or something to strap you to the building instead of having you fall. In other cases, if you feel like it's safe enough to do the actual fall without that system, then you make that call. So here they're kind of alleging both sides of that coin. They didn't have that. Well, maybe they decided not to have that. But in retrospect, having that would have saved his life. So the fact that they don't have it is, might be considered a liability when in fact yeah. it may not. Yeah. So it just, it seems like they're throwing everything at it. Um, and they all may be valid. Like we, like you say, we don't have any idea what actually happened there. We haven't seen the footage. I'm sure that the family or at least the lawyers of the family have seen the footage. Right? Uh, they, they, they saw that, they know what's going on. Maybe it looked like a push. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, it could be construed as a possible push. So they said, fuck it. He was pushed. Right. Right. Yep. So and that's gotta be really hard on that actor. What's his name again? Austin Emilio. Emilio. Yeah. Austin Emilio. It's gotta be really hard on him. You know, he's, uh, was on the balcony with this, uh, with this guy and he died in the midst of this, this accident and he probably feels bad enough, uh, already. Yeah. And now there's a lawsuit which says he was pushed. Just like, that's gotta be. Devastating. Yeah. No, I, I don't deny that for sure. And yeah, we, we don't really know what happened, but this is the, these are the details of the lawsuit as reported. Um, and I just wanted to bring it up because it is, well, AMC of course is denying most of these allegations that. Well, that's, that's the other side of the coin is you absolutely have to deny everything. Mm -hmm. You can't concede like, yeah, you know, he, he was pushed. Or, or we could have had more boxes for him to land on or whatever, right? They, yeah. They, they deny all this. You um, can't even say, I'm sorry he died. I'm sorry there was an accident because that could be construed as an admittance of uh, fault. Right. So in, in Canada, you can say, I'm sorry. You know, I crashed into you with my car. Uh, you were crossing the street uh, between two parked cars and came running out of nowhere and I hit you with a car. I'm sorry I hit you. That doesn't mean it's my fault. It just means I feel bad about it. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> in the States, you can't do that. In Canada, you can't. 
Really? Interesting. Sorry, saying apologizing is not an admission of guilt. In but it is in the states, or is it? it yeah, could I think be. so. Could You're, it could be construed? Interesting. And I mean, I'll, in, we're in Canada. We say sorry for everything. Well, even, I could get hit by a car uh, while standing on the sidewalk, and the car jumps the curb and hits me, and I could apologize. I probably would apologize. I'm sorry. This happened. <laughs> I'm sorry your headlight got broken by my knee. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, anyways, uh, testimony in this trial will be beginning this week. I think, uh, you know, this is Tuesday, December 10th. I think it begins this week. So depending on when you're listening to it, but I don't know how long these things will take or this trial, particular trial will take, but we will likely have an outcome from it at some point in the future that we can, uh, report on. A long time. It's not like TV, uh, or, you know, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lawsuits take a long time and they should. Because everybody should have all their shit together mm-hmm. before they get into a courtroom. Because if they don't, uh, and they're flying by the seat of their pants, th- th- you have failed as a lawyer. <laughs> right. That's exactly. People should know what's going on and have all their ducks in a row. Yeah. All right. From here on, everybody, it's a little bit spoilery. And I hesitate to even use the word, but we, we talk about what's coming up a little bit, mostly in vague terms maybe a little bit of speculation. I read some quotes from Angela Kang. So, you know, I, those are things she actually said in the public. So if you consider those spoilers, then maybe, but I really don't think there's anything too serious here. Uh, we do talk about, uh, the casting of an upcoming character on the show, uh, stuff like that. And then we're going to talk about the new show a whole bunch, which pretty hard to consider that spoilery because it's not really even on the air yet. And again, everything we're talking about is, public knowledge. So if you're really sensitive to that stuff, uh, maybe this would be a good time to bow out. Otherwise stick with us and we got lots more news to come. And the first item is a deadline.com interview with Angela Kang on what's to come in the walking dead. And I pulled a couple of quotes out here. Uh, she said, I think there's something freeing knowing that the end of the comic is coming. You know, luckily for this Whisperer story, we still have the comics. However, I think what's actually been fun for us is since our array of characters now, especially like in the lead characters department, is so different from what it is in the comic book that it allows us to kind of improvise more in certain ways. It's kind of forcing us to put our creative hats on to figure out uh, what more we can say about these characters than we already have. So I think she's just, uh, you know, addressing the fact that, uh, the comic has wrapped up or maybe when she said that was about to wrap up and how it's sort of freeing a little bit and letting them do whatever they want on the show. Yeah. I think well, that's, that's good. Uh, I think that sounds fun. She goes on to talk about developing characters and she says there's a lot of challenges because we're trying not to repeat ourselves and trying to figure out ways to deepen the characters. So in that regard, I think the idea of seeds is really relevant, like the seeds that we planted since season nine. I was just talking about that with my season 11 writer's room last week. To grow the characters, you have to just plant seeds all along. And even if there's a scene that doesn't necessarily feel like it's the most important thing in the world, sometimes that's a seed that blossoms into something else. Ah. Yeah, and I like that too, because there are times occasionally in the show where a character does something weird, or there's a scene that we don't really understand at the time, and I know you and I often talk about them, 
and, and wonder what's going on or say something's out of character because it doesn't seem like it fits. But then, you know, it kind of, or usually all makes sense in the end. Right. And clearly, yeah, hopefully, clearly, hopefully, but clearly they are doing it on purpose and they know what they're doing. So yeah. I put my faith in Angie Kang. Uh, as do I, but not to the point where I would shorten her first name. <laughs> okay, I guess. Hey, if he can be Andy Lincoln, she can be Angie Kang, can't she? I don't normally shorten people's first names unless it's what they commonly go by when I meet them. Like, I don't call you Christopher. I Sometimes I do. I, You know, more often than not, I'll call you Christerly. Right, which is uh, <laughs> not a name, but hey. <laughs> but I, I generally don't shorten people's names. When I uh, refer to them, like I would never call Andrew Lincoln, Andy, I I call my brother-in-law Andy and his name is Andrew, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I, I tend not to shorten people's names. I think maybe it's because there is no short version of your name. No one can shorten Jason. Jay. Oh yeah. It's just the first letter. It's true. (laughs) You could probably just call me (laughs) J. Yeah. Good point. I never really thought about calling you Jay or Jason. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. All right. Usually I don't like it when they do. How about that? I don't like it when people shorten my name. So maybe I don't like it when I, I, I therefore I don't shorten other people's names. All right. Well, I got one more thing here. Jay. Jenny calls me Jay. Does she? Yeah. That's okay. She's your wife. She's allowed to. Yeah. She can call me whatever she wants. Sometimes it gets cl- colorful. <laughs> All right, Jay. Well, I have one more thing that uh, Angie confirmed. <laughs> right. In, in this, uh, in this deadline interview. And that is that. You know, we all know that Lauren Cohan is coming back to the show. Lori. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Kang also confirmed that Lauren Cohan would be returning to the show for season 11 as a series regular. Um, but she also hinted that we might see her before that. So uh, oh, okay. I think Lauren Cohan is back in the back half of season 10. You think so? I do. I, I think don't so. think so. I think... Uh... I have other, I have other theories. What could those be if she's going to, if we're going to see her before season 11? Yeah. Well, there's a new spinoff show, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Fair enough. There's so maybe she's show. on the new spinoff show. That's true. And the spinoff show, which we're going to talk about later, does take place within the same time frame. Yeah. So maybe she's on that show. So, so you know, a- Angela Kang is being very clever and saying, we're going to see her again before season 11. You know, not you don't mean necessarily on this show. Mm, that's just fair. That's a good point. I mean, it could not be this show. I still think it's the main show. I think she's going to show up, um, probably in the season finale. I mean, could be before then, but could be. When well, are the movies? Well, when's the first Rick Grimes movie? Uh, nobody knows. Okay, so it's not. Bef- is it before season eleven? Because she could be in the movie. Uh, she could potentially be in the movie. I guess too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, in any case, she'll be back in season 11. And I look forward to that because I miss Maggie. Maggie's one of my favorite characters. Well, let me ask you, Lauren Cohen left for another show, right? And it got canceled, which is why she's coming back. Right. Okay. All right. That's that. That was my question. Yeah. She's coming back, uh, you know, through the, the supplicant door. You know. Uh, it, she's basically coming back on her belly going, um. You still need Maggie on the show because I don't have any other income right now. You know, as they've um, talked about it, they've always sort of said that 
it was never their intention to completely remove her. But I'm sure if this new show had been super successful and she'd vaulted into this giant movie star career, she's probably she probably wasn't coming back to The Walking Dead. But they've right. always kind of said that, you know what, Maggie's not officially 100% done with this show. Unlike what they say about, you know, Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes, even though he's being in movies, they're always like, you know what, he's never coming back to this show, right. even though the door's always open, you know. That's kind of it, that kind of right. thing. Right. Well, I guess it also all depends on how Lauren Cohen left the show, right? If she walked around the, the set going, fuck you assholes, I'm out of here, you're a bunch of jerks, and then stormed off, you know, that's one thing. Right. Uh, another thing is like, look, I got this other thing going on and I'm going to go, you know, do that other thing, but I'm going to miss you guys terribly. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing, right? And it's not like I haven't done this myself. Right. Right. I worked at a job and then I quit that job to go work at another job and I went back to the previous job. Sure. As long as you don't blow up your bridges as you leave, you can come back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, even Jenny's done that. Her current job was her previous job before she quit. And then started again. Right. And then, well, they asked her, well, both, in both cases, the job I was at asked me to come back because the, uh, the owner of the company was injured. And she's like, you know what? This other person here is not working out. Can you come back for we, a while? We need you. Yeah. We need you. And the same thing happened with Jenny's job. It was just like, yeah, we lost some people and we could really use your help. Can Got you it. come back? So, All right. Well, so that's exactly what's happening here is just like, uh, you know what? We need Maggie back. You got that, that show has been canceled. Uh, would you, you know, would you come back for a whole lot more money? Okay. <laughs> if you say so. Well, uh, yeah, so she'll be back in season 11. Now, speaking of Andrew Lincoln, he was supposed to come back this year, or maybe in, yeah, I think in season 10 to direct one or more episodes. I think oh. we've talked about that, but that is no longer happening. Oh. Apparently, he couldn't commit the time to do it, and he had some scheduling conflicts, and basically what he said is, like, I really wanted to do it, but I also wanted to focus on other acting stuff. So I didn't want to commit to them and then have to drop out, you know, late in the process or something like that. So he just said, you know what? I can't do it. I'm going to focus on this other stuff for now. So he's not going to be directing any Walking Dead anytime soon. Right. So he called him up and said, I ain't got no time for that. Right. Exactly. Uh, this is where Angela Kang said, you know what? It's a bummer, but the door is always open for his return. He can basically come back anytime he wants. But she, she confirmed that he will not be appearing on the show in any capacity or behind the camera in season 10. So right. done well, that's and too bad. done. Well, now, hopefully Andy and Angie can come back and uh, work together. With Lori. That's right. With Lori. <laughs> uh, finally about Andrew and Andrea, Andrew Lincoln. Um, we don't know much about these upcoming movies. They announced them way last year yeah. as being broadcast on AMC mm -hmm. and then news came out that I think it's universal stepped in and they decided they're going to release them theatrically. They did. They did. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Did I know that. I think you knew that. We talked about that at some point, but if not, I forgot that they decided it would be a theatrical release, still doing three of them. And, but that's it. Like we don't know anything else. Now I could have sworn that I saw a tweet from one of the official Skybound or Walking Dead Twitter accounts that said production had begun on the first of the films. But I went looking for it earlier today and I could not find this tweet. So I either invented it in a dream or it was there and then removed because 
there is a serious lack of information about what's going on with the Andrew Lincoln movies. And it's a little weird because you'd think by now they would at least be filming them or making them or doing something, you know, and they'd, they'd announce things, uh, but they haven't. You think that they canceled them and they're hoping that we just forget? (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't think they're canceled. Uh, earlier this week or maybe the week before, um, Pollyanna McIntosh, who played Jadis slash Anne, who is, I think, supposed to, I think it's public knowledge that she is supposed to be in this movie. She did fly away in the helicopter with Rick after all. She did? Yeah. Um, she made a f- interesting comment recently that, yes, the movies are still happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so either that's just her kind of picking up on the general feeling that people are a little confused and aren't sure what's going on. Uh, or it's something else, but, you know, or there is some delay or something's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Right. Right. So there isn't that much seems kind of a weird, weird thing to say. I oh, agree. They're still happening. It's like, whoa, what do you mean still? Right. Exactly. Like, why, why are you saying still? It's like, it reminds me of a t-shirt my wife wants to get me that says, uh, when I say I'll do something, I'll do it. You don't have to keep reminding me every six months. <laughs> it's pretty good exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna fix the floor i'm i'm doing it. i'm still doing it yeah that's right uh yeah it does make me think of that kind of thing right so they're yeah. still happening i know we haven't said anything about them recently but they're still happening so <laughs> i'm anxious for some inf- information because it feels like it's already been a long time and they need to get these things going come on people yeah All right, moving on, though, we have a new character cast for The Walking Dead, and this is a character from the comics, uh, which anyone who has read, you know, deep into the comics or all the way to the end will recognize. The character's name is Princess. Jason, I know that you won't know who this is, but the actress- I don't know any princesses except my wife. Right. The actress cast to play Princess is a woman by the name of- Paula Lazaro. Now it's P-A-O-L-A, and my track record for pronouncing names is poor, especially today. In, in this episode? Yeah. So Paula or Paula? Paula? I don't know. How, how do you spell it? P-A-O-L-A. P-A-O-L-A? Yes. P-A-O-L-A. Uh, she wow. hasn't done too much in the past. I was unfamiliar with her work, but uh, it was announced at New York Comic Con back in the beginning of October. So it is official uh, word that she's joining the show. And really on her IMDb page, the main thing I noticed that she's acted in was the Lethal Weapon TV show from 2016. Which uh, I need to check out. Really? Well, sort of. I mean, I've heard it... Uh... I watched the pilot episode and I liked it, but then the main actor left the show for some reason. I forget. Oh, interesting. He, uh, was he fired? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Uh, was he too drunk? I don't remember what happened. <laughs> he left the show, uh, but they managed to recover from what I understand. Hmm. Uh, and it's always been one of those things on the back of my mind where I wanted to check it out. Interesting. Okay. Well, if you do... She's on that show, um, and and a few other things too. But I was not Smilf. Familiar. Smilf, yeah. What the fuck is a Smilf? I don't know if I even want to look it up at this point. But I don't <laughs> yeah, know. That that seems like the kind of thing that uh, you should do in the comfort of your own home and not while you're at work. Maybe don't Google that at work. Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> Anyways, I don't want to get too much into the details of the character of Princess, uh, but she is from the comic, and so anyone who is familiar with that will kind of have an idea of what to expect. But she will be joining the show, I think, actually in the back half of season 10, so we're going to get to know her sooner than later. Okay, good. And it's single mothers. Oh. It's a single, single, single mother. So it's, uh. You weren't supposed to Google that. No, I clicked on it in IMDB. I figured that was pretty safe. And okay. this is not really work. Uh. I don't know if you know that. I'm not at work right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. It's not really a job. So, and yeah, I would, I don't think anybody would consider this a job no. or a hobby. I mean, many people do it, this it's as a job. fun. Yeah. We don't do it as a job. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Yet, no, <laughs> uh, ever. I doubt. Well, if I do, I, my my goal is that someday, if this does become a job, I want back pay. Oh, there I you want go. Ten years of back pay. <laughs> Great so, idea. So that's it. Okay, depends on uh, how much you get paid. You could think of it as back pay. Yeah. All right. Final item in the news before we wrap things up here is a big one because I tried to gather all the information I could about the new spinoff show, the third show in the Walking Dead universe and present it all right here. So we're going to go through a bunch of this stuff and uh, I know it's all new to you, Jason, so you can comment as we go. Sure. But the title of the new show that will be premiering is The Walking Dead colon World Beyond. World Beyond, finally. World Beyond, that's right. That's beyond what? Uh, beyond, World Beyond. <laughs> yeah, World Beyond what? The Walking Dead? Like it's just, like what are they beyonding? Well, we'll have to watch to find out, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. And it will premiere in the spring of 2020. So we just got to get through the next few months of winter and then we'll have this show premiering. So we're looking at uh, late May, right after like the day The Walking Dead Ends? No. So if The Walking Dead returns, what did we say, on February 23rd, we yep. will go through eight weeks and it will end on April the 19th. So general consensus is that The Walking Dead World Beyond will premiere probably that night immediately yeah. following the season finale. Well, that, that that's what I was saying or trying to get across. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I successfully did it, but the, the day that The Walking yeah. Dead... Uh, know the finale they'll roll right into this thing i don't think there's any chance they would do it the the next week seven days later uh because at that point you've you've lost all the eyeballs what they're gonna do is <laughs> it's been a week and i've forgotten all about the walking dead right exactly what they're gonna do i'm pretty sure is premiered immediately following the end of season 10 um so that'll be on april 19th and it has been confirmed that this, the first season will contain 10 episodes. So we're going to run for 10 weeks, I assume, after that. Um, unless they do something weird like they did once before, I think with Fear. Remember, didn't they put two episodes on one night to start a season and then two episodes on one night to finish a season of Fear one time? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you never know. They could do something like that here as well, but... Uh, we don't know yet, so we can assume that they'll start on April 19th, run for 10 weeks, season one, 10 episodes. Um, Scott Gimple told The Hollywood Reporter that splitting, uh, splitting up of the show works, I think, narratively for the shows. However, with the third show, we might not be splitting that. That might be straight through. And I think, huh. with, I think with 10 episodes, it makes more sense to go straight through than do five, then take weeks off and do five more. 
kind of makes especially sense. with with fear coming back too right when does fear come back oh that we don't know either um but i wouldn't be surprised if we do 10 weeks of this third show and then immediately following that fear season six six kicks off so That's a lot of shows at yep. this point we will have new walking dead you know almost all year round with for now the only exception being the hiatus between the halves of the main show season, but they could right. even fill that with something else, you know, the way it's going. So, uh, there's gonna be a lot of walking dead on TV in 2020 people. So get ready. There, There is, there is until AMC releases their, uh, streaming service. And then they can start releasing things all at once instead of spreading it out over a number of weeks. Well, they already have a streaming service. They have AMC premiere. It's just not available to you and I as Canadians. Oh man. Um, or that, you know, I guess I knew that, but, uh, you know, they could start releasing more spinoffs as part of that streaming service and just release a whole season sure. on a shot, right? Uh, they could. Um, it, you know, some services or some companies like to do it that way. Others don't. For example, Disney Plus seems to have taken the model of releasing week by week as they're doing with The Mandalorian. But of well, same course- Same with Prime. I think Prime does this, or Crave, sorry. Crave releases episodes weekly as well. Yeah, but also Crave doesn't control the content the same way. Like Crave licenses everything, right? They don't make their yeah. own shows. Oh yeah, that's true. Right? I was thinking of Chernobyl specifically. Yeah, that's HBO. Like, so they're dictated by HBO for that. Um, but uh, Apple TV Plus, um, they are making their own content. And if I'm not mistaken, releasing it week by week too. So um, it may depend on the service, may depend on the the actual show, you know? Maybe, I, I think there have been times when Netflix has released things Slowly, it depends on the deal they strike with the producers or something like that. Right. Um, anyways, The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, it is set 10 years after the initial zombie outbreak. So roughly in the same time period that the, the main show is currently in. And as we've talked about before, it centers around the first generation of kids to come of age during the zombie apocalypse. So they were alive at the initial outbreak, yeah. but they were young unable to fend for themselves, but now they're teenagers or, you know, maybe even early twenties, but not, uh, they weren't adults when the zombie apocalypse first broke out. Yeah. It's like me in the eighties, right? You I was 80s. alive before the eighties, but I basically, uh, you know, started becoming aware of the world around me in the eighties. Right. You came of age, as they say. Came of age, started listening to, uh, Pop music in the 80s. That's right. That's right. It's important. Haven't, haven't stopped. No. <laughs> and why should you? <laughs> yeah. So episode one of World Beyond is called Brave. And it is directed by Jordan Voigt Roberts, who I know has been, that's been out there for some time. And he has not directed a lot, but he's best known for one really big ass movie called Kong Skull Island. Oh, so he hasn't done much, but he's done a big budget, like action King Kong movie, which is interesting. Um, he also has a giant, a absolutely massive, super awesome beard. So if you're into big beards, (laughs) (laughs) check out a picture of this dude. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense because, uh, Kong, Kong Skull Island. No, that's not right. Yeah. Kong Skull Island had a lot, a lot of helicopters. It really did. And I only saw the first 20 minutes. Yeah. So, and I'm, and from what I've seen of the trailer so far, 
or said at least one helicopter so, helicopter so maybe this is the helicopter director of the century it might be yeah his specialty is helicopters yeah <laughs> all right well let's talk about that helicopter in a minute uh, i still have more information basic information about this show and that is the cast i want to talk about the cast a little bit so if you look at IMDb listing for this cast, there's a whole bunch of people listed, which makes sense. But I looked at the top three people who are listed as being in all 10 episodes. There's only three of them. After right. that, there's some actors that are in like three, four, two, whatever. Um, but the top three appear to be Annette Mahendru plays a character named Hick. And this actor has been in the Americans, the following, uh, something called Tyrant and one episode of the 2015 sort of X-Files reboot. So been around, but I'm not familiar with, uh, her. Um, the next one is Aaliyah Royale plays a character named Iris and Aaliyah was in the red line and then a bunch of single episodes of various other shows in the last few years. But again, not really familiar with too much of it. And then the third one, third actor is Nico Tortorella, who plays Felix. So I think we've talked about before, maybe the most well-known of the actors, but certainly not to me. Nico was in Younger and also in The Following, and then something called Make It or Break It, amongst other things. So not really familiar with any of the actors so far in this, uh, in this show. Other cast members included Alexa Mansour, Nicholas Cantu, Hal Cumpston, people like that. Um, a lot of fresh faces. So uh, I think that's a good thing. You know, no no big name actors to distract us. And that's Well, that. I remember I'm just going through uh, looking at the IMDb and uh, Annette Marhendu, Mahendu, mm -hmm. uh, I uh, going through, I remember her on The Americans. I watched uh, quite a bit of The Americans, not all of it, but right. uh, I do remember her on that show and she was good. Yeah. Well, The Americans, um, that's a show that has a bunch of seasons now and it's kind of another one that I'd like to watch someday because I've had people tell me how good it is. So, and Annette had like a recurring role on that, at least a yeah. handful of episodes. So yep. um, that, uh, that should be good. But those are the people that are going to be in it. Uh, there's one more that we'll talk about in a second, but, um, her involvement with the show was revealed a little bit later after this trailer came out. Now there's been a couple of trailers for the show. There actually is like a longer extended version, but this 30 second trailer, Jason, that I sent you earlier today to watch yep. was kind of a more impactful one because of its content. And really it's mostly shots of the kids like killing and or fleeing from zombies, but then yep. it ends with, um, a shot of a helicopter landing the helicopter that you mentioned a second ago. And of course the helicopter has that three ring symbol on it very prominently that we've seen on the existing two shows a few yep. times now. So clearly they are, and of course, this is the same or a similar helicopter as the one that took Rick away. Right. So clearly they are going to fairly quickly connect this new show into the Walking Dead universe, I think, um, in a pretty meaningful way. Now that, that helicopter scene could come from episode 10, like the season finale of World Beyond for all we know, yep. but 
regardless, I think we're going to get a lot more information about this uh, three ring circus <laughs> that uh, than we have up to this point. And I think World Beyond is going to probably open up things quite a bit here. And in fact, that's clearly what the title means. This is The Walking Dead, the world beyond what you know right now. Yeah, the world beyond the bullshit that we've been dealing with for the last 10 years. Yeah, which none of it, well, not a lot of it, not all of it is bullshit. <laughs> not all of it, no. I mean, everything on the last season of Fear was, but that's, that's a different We've thing. had bullshit here and there. Here and there, absolutely. When when uh, uh, Daryl blew up a lake with a rocket. Sure. That, that was bullshit. Sure. It was, Sorry. yeah, it was an army of beavers. Um, so the, the final actor, actor that I wanted to mention is a woman by the name of Julia Ormond. And she is not yet listed on the IMDb page for the show, but it has been officially reported that she will play a character named Elizabeth, who, according to Variety, is a charismatic leader of a large, sophisticated, and formidable force. Now, she is by far the best known actress in the group because she was on Mad Men, uh, something called Gold Digger, the movie The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And if you go back to 1995, she was in the Harrison Ford movie, Sabrina. I think she starred alongside Harrison Ford in that. So pretty uh. notable role. Um, and she appears to be the leader of one of, or this three ring community, three ring symbol community. Uh, and uh, obviously we're going to, get introduced to her in this new show and find out a lot more about what's going on. Yep. That makes sense. I knew I recognized her from the trailer, but I didn't know from where I don't like, I rem I know who she is and I never saw, uh, Sabrina, but I'm aware of its existence. Yep. For example. And now I'm looking at pictures of her in that movie and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's totally her. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so All right. she, she's definitely been around. People will recognize her and she's a known name. Um, just about her involvement in the show, she was interviewed on amc.com's actual blog and asked about sort of getting into the show and why she came to the Walking Dead universe. She, she said, this is a finely tuned machine, so it's nice and relaxed, relaxed. It's really fun. It's always great working with young people. It's raw and open. There's something endearing and open about, uh, about it that makes you want to nurture it. There is something about the children their future. There's something about being a parent in these circumstances and to exist within very real limitations of what they can and cannot do. You have to have a really healthy dose of tough love that can often feel unhealthy for the people experiencing it. The tone of this new show is really hopeful too. There's humor in it. Oh, good. So. I mean, some of that sounds dubious, but some of it sounds great. Yeah. Like, it's wonderful working with kids. They're so full of life and uh, <laughs> so energetic. That's like a really good spin. It's very similar to, yeah, we had a really good open and frank conversation. Right. That just means there was a lot of yelling and swearing. Right? <laughs> but came to a consensus in the end. Yeah. So it was an open and frank conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's almost all the information about this new show. The, the final thing I want to talk about briefly is this new community because there is some additional information out there about it right now. It has, so it's three rings, intersecting rings, right? And this new community has become known as the CRM. And 
apparently what that is, is an acronym for the names of the three communities that make up a larger organization. Now, comic readers can probably guess what the C stands for. I won't mention it just in case you're not a comic reader or you don't want to hear it. But if you're a comic reader, I think you know what the C stands for. Uh, customer resource management? Just the C. So maybe customer. Uh, okay. Because CRM is like the tool that I've, it has been the primary focus of my job for the last 15 years. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, and the name of the device in uh, Dr. Strangelove uh, that... Uh, where they, they, that was encoded, encoding the, the messages. So when they were trying to send the messages to the, uh, to the, to the airplanes on their, uh, in their, at their fail safe locations, mm -hmm. they had to put in the, the, the correct three letter, uh, prefix in the CRM 114. Oh, there you go. Name of the device. Well, I mean, that could be a reference to that or, <laughs> you know, but I don't think so. I think it's just a coincidence. Uh, because we know what the C stands for, or at least comic readers do. The M. Chicago. Cincinnati. No, it's not. Cleveland. It's, no, it's not a. Chinook. Not a, <laughs> not an actual city name. The oh. M, the M, Jason. There's some thinking out there that the M probably stands for monument because the working title of The Walking Dead World Beyond before the official title was announced was monument. Well, they wouldn't use that. I mean, the working title for uh, Fear of the Walking Dead was Cobalt. That's true. Right? So that doesn't mean, it would be silly to uh, pick a working title that would actually have a, a meaning uh, to the actual show. That's yeah. like picking yeah, yeah. A, uh, an opera, a name for an operation for Black Ops that actually has uh, <laughs> a meaningful uh information in it. Yeah, yeah. Like let's let's call this Operation Castro. Well, I wonder what the fuck you guys are going to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you you could be right about that, but it's all we have to go on for now. So yeah. I, the show was codenamed Monument. There's an M in this acronym. The three letters refer to three communities that we haven't been introduced yet, at least individually. And so people are thinking whatever the community is in the world beyond, it's one of them, it's represented by one of these rings. Okay. So then the other one is the R. We don't know what that means. Rob. Rob. There we go. Rod, Roderick. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's my grandfather's name. Oh, nice. That'd be, that'd be too much of a coincidence. It would be probably. For me. But that's that. That is, that is where we're at with the new show and kind of how it integrates into the Walking Dead universe. It is clearly going to open up a lot more information about who these people are, where these helicopters are coming from. I have to assume it's going to tie in heavily to these Andrew Lincoln movies, if indeed they're still happening. And all three TV shows and the movies are clearly coming together in some way, or at least being tied together by this bigger group. So, Right. Do you, do you think that this show uh, is related in any way to Kong Skull Island? <laughs> Do you think like King Kong could show up in The Walking Dead? Well, played by Chevy Chase, maybe, but other oh, than yeah, that, I he don't could think do it. so. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, was it just me or you didn't you didn't watch all of Kong Skull Island? How come you didn't watch all of it and I did? Because I started watching it on a plane and then my flight ended. But I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes that I saw, and I meant to go back and watch it, but I never got around to it. Well, okay, we'll see what we can do about that. 
Okay. You have it, right? Oh, I can I can dig it up. It's probably on one of the four streaming services I subscribe to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably <laughs> a Disney property. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. You, it's not a good movie. Okay. Like, I didn't really like it, but to it's me, not To me, it started, it started strong, but who knows where it went. Well, anything that. with a giant ape in it is kind of okay in my book. Yeah, that's true. Like, except for that King Kong movie that uh, was that had Jack Black in it. I mean, there was par- parts of that movie that were okay, but there was parts that were just pure and utter garbage. <laughs> right. Well, right. I mean, okay is, was one thing. Uh, Remember the Xbox game? What a dumpster, dumpster fire that thing was. I do. Not very good. Not very good, but easy to get achievements or something like that. Yeah. It would mean you could get a thousand, uh, achievement points out of that just by completing the, the damn right. 15, 20 minutes of gameplay. Right, right, right. Okay. Anyways, that's everything I've got for you right now in the Walking Dead universe. Um, basically, what I'm hoping for is we get more information about the Walking or the Rick movies, and I'm sure we'll get lots more information about the new show coming up. Um, and we'll see. They, We're not. I going- really hope that this group is not called the CRM. <laughs> it just it means too much to me. I can't, and I, I'd have to. It would take a, a sheer effort of will to divorce that name from my everyday job. And even the tool that I use at work, it's not even called CRM anymore. It's called Dynamics. Okay. Well, but, I think- I, I, I still, I have a hard time with it. I'm having a hard time with it. All right. Well, listen, you, you could be saved in that I think CRM is a, like a real world invention. They may never refer to it that way in show. Okay. That's all show. Right. So- you know, we don't have to call it that. And again, it's just called that for now, I think based on lack of anything else to call it. Yeah. So, and I randomly name things, uh, the, the, the two names that I use for things a lot are, uh, CRM 114, meaning that device in Dr. Strangelove and TK421. Right. Which was from Star Wars and from, uh, THX 116. THX 1138. Whatever. <laughs> Mark okay. Hamill wasn't supposed to use the to use the TK four two one. He was uh, it was something Lucas was involved in before, and he used it, mm-hmm. and they put it in the movie. But it was it was ad libbed, and he wasn't supposed to use it. Oh, interesting. Mark Hamill threw it in there. Good for Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because speaking of Star Wars, Jason, before we yeah. wrap up for the day here, uh-huh. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker comes out in just over a week. As Is I that say, a movie. This. That's it, a movie, right? It's a, it's a new Star Wars movie? It's a new Star Wars movie in, uh, yeah, the episode nine, the final chapter in the Skywalker tril- uh, Skywalker saga. The St- Skywalker trilogy trilogy. Exactly. The, the <laughs> trilogy of trilogies. Um, it's, I have my tickets for December 19th. It is officially released on December 20th, the Friday. Um, I want to talk about it on this podcast, so you have to figure out a way to see it. Um, well, it with, causes me anxiety. Within the a, fact that this reasonable time i was gonna say yeah okay i have anxiety okay because i don't really want to see it on opening weekend but i also don't want to not see it on opening weekend because the 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 sheer number of spoilers uh is going to be overwhelming and i'm not going to be able to stay away from it i'm having trouble staying away from uh the mandalorian spoilers Uh uh-huh and i've only i've only watched the first episode and i really how many episodes are there now Four? There are five in already. Okay. So I got to get caught up on that and, uh, I'm behind, but 
I'm having a hard time staying away from spoilers on that show. Yeah. Well, it's a tough one to stay away from spoilers on in one particular way. So well, I, yeah. I get that. Um, so don't talk um, about I, it here. I, yeah. So this, uh, the fact that Star Wars, the Star Wars movie is coming out and I don't have tickets causes me anxiety because I feel like I have to go, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to go because I kind of want to just slide into Christmas and then get that shit over with and then get into the new year. All right. Well, you know what? You don't have to feel too much pressure because here, here's what is going to happen. Speaking it, of the it, Mandalorian. It's all pressure on me, right? It's all because I spend a lot of time on fucking Reddit and Reddit are a bunch of bastards that just spoil shit without putting spoiler warnings on things because they're a bunch of assholes. Like it's, it's a whole community of assholes. I'm one of them. Like I, there's no doubt about it. I'm one of those assholes on Reddit. Well, I mean, I don't know. You're good at avoiding the internet in every other way. So maybe you should just stay off Reddit for a couple of weeks. No, I avoid other things. Like yeah. Reddit, I, is, the thing about The Walking Dead is if I don't go looking for Walking Dead news, I don't stumble across Walking Dead news. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, something kind of comes up. But uh, with Star Wars, it's hard to not be, be, you know, anywhere on the internet and not see information about Star Wars. Especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so here, here's just what I want to finish off with, and that is that if you have been watching The Mandalorian and you want to listen to a podcast about it, check out the show I've been doing with Jason and Rich and, uh, you know, them over at podcastica.com. We talk about The Mandalorian every week. We will be doing an episode about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker as well, and that will come out pretty quickly after the movie is released so you you can listen to that if you want and hear my thoughts on the film uh, on that show if you'd like to do that again that's podcastica.com p-o-d-c-a-s-t-i-c-a.com and look for the show um, called house podcastica we're covering the mandalorian and as i said we'll be doing an episode on the rise of skywalker after that i would still like to, to talk about it here on this show Jason so um we will do that at some point but we don't have to necessarily do it immediately following the release so if you want to take your time get through Christmas go see it we can do like maybe a a New Year's special edition about uh the rise of Skywalker something like that yeah and there's also a you know a better than average chance that I'll be sitting around one day after next week and it'll be like 8 30, 9 o'clock, Jasper's in bed, Jenny's going to bed, and I'll just say, fuck it, I'm going to see Star Wars. Okay. And then I'll just go. All right. But, you know, I also have to skirt the, hey, Jenny, is it okay if I go see Star Wars without you? I mean, it's I like, could see her maybe wanting to join you for that, yeah. Well, that's the thing, is that, you know, it's just like, yeah, he'll probably be asleep, so let's go. <laughs> right. Don't, don't do that. That's not funny. <laughs> no, it's somehow not, it never happened. Somehow figure out some childcare and then both go out together. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's <laughs> Just what, leave his cell phone in his crib. Right. Call us. Call us you when up. you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what, so that's what's going to happen. Uh, Check out the Mandalorian podcast if you've been watching that and or you want to hear about the rise of Skywalker. It's uh, it's a lot of fun over there. And the Mandalorian is a fun show to cover. So uh, check that out. The other thing I want to do on this podcast is something that came up last time, and that is watch The Thing and cover The Thing because I oh, don't yeah. think I've ever seen The Thing all the way through. And I think that's needs to be rectified. So 
we'll do that in probably the new year uh, or sometime in like January. It. It's yeah, and we have to do it while uh, while it's cold out because it's set in the North Pole, For right? Sure. So it'd be shitty to do it in the summer. So. Uh, we'll have to do it definitely this winter. Agreed. Agreed. And it's just going to get colder right now before it gets warmer. So we, we have some time. Uh, and so that'll happen in January. And other than that, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll figure something out. And we will definitely continue podcasting before February and the return of The Walking Dead. So in the meantime, everyone, if you'd like to get in touch, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the talking dead. Visit our website at talkingdeadpodcast.com and click on send voicemail at the top to record a message and send it to us. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Star Wars once you've seen it or the thing, send those in too because it's great to hear some uh, listener thoughts on the stuff we're going to be talking about. And of course, you can do that by sending email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up the podcast for today. Until next time, everyone, my name is Chris. My name is Jay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Angela Kang told us that she will, in fact, be a series regular again in season 11, which is, uh, you know, next season. But, um... One must have thought I said something. Is it season 11? I don't know. Maybe she thought she said Siri? I don't know. Uh, Angela Kang confirmed that Lauren Cohen will be coming back in season 11 as a series regular. There it uh, is, series regular. But be- She thought you said Siri. Well, now I got to do it again. <laughs> Why? Oh, you know. Oh, you got to cut this out. That's I gotta, why you edit this back. somehow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn it! I thought I was being clever. Yeah, no, not clever. Okay, I, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay. I'll, I'll stay on point this time. <laughs> Angela Kang also confirmed that Lauren Cohen would be returning.